A Wish in the Dark by Christina Soon Tornvat. Chapter 10. One day turned into two, and two days became a week, which stretched into months, as Pong found more and more reasons to stay in the village of Tanaburi and its temple Wat Singh. He kept telling himself that soon he'd return to the road and make for the sea, even as his head was shaved and he took the vows. Pong became a baby monk and began training under Father Cham's guidance. The other monks never saw his tattoo or heard the story he made up about his mother, and Father Cham never asked about her again. He kept Pong's bracelet supply up, always replacing the frayed ones just before they snapped. Everyone assumed that Pong must be some distant relative of the old man. Why else would he bestow so many blessings on one quiet, ordinary boy? It would also explain why Pong never complained about being hungry, even though monks didn't eat anything afternoon, or about being bored, even though a monk's daily routine is long and mostly uneventful. They couldn't know that Pong was eating better than he had in his life, fattening up on Mrs. Vaboon's barbecue, which was worlds better than the cold turnips and rice the prisoners were served at Nam Wan. The monks couldn't know that Pong's practice of paying attention to mangoes and watching out for the swing of a guard's baton had prepared him to sit in long hours of quiet meditation. Yes, in those ways, life in the temple was similar to what Pong was used to, but otherwise it was completely different. At Wat Singh, he had the kinship of other monks who called him brother. Pong was cared for, and he was expected to care for others. The biggest difference, though, was Father Cham. At Nam Wan, everyone respect, was respected according to their rank or their age, but Father Cham treated everyone the same. Pong had never seen anything like it. When beggars came to the temple from down the mountain, Father Cham received them as if they were visiting nobles, feeding them and chatting with them for long hours. He never talked down to children. And Pong was given as much respect as the oldest monks of the temple. For the first time in Pong's life, a grown-up was concerned for him, caring for him, teaching him, and always repeating to him, You have a good heart, Pong. But did he? At night, he lay on the floor of his tiny room, listening to the rains drenching the jungle. His mind, which had been so quiet all day, began to whir with the thoughts of all the bad things he'd done. He'd run away from prison. He'd left his best friend behind, alone. He'd lied to monks. It was as if in trying to run away from the governor's words, he instead made them come true. He was a fugitive, taking advantage of the kindness of the monks. If anyone ever found out, he'd go back to prison. Worse, Father Cham might even be in trouble for hiding him. The thought made Pong sick to his stomach. Pong resolved that he would build up a mountain of good deeds to overshadow his bad ones. He swept the temple twice a day. He walked the meditation paths in the forest until they were worn to rock. He read the Buddhist teachings again and again until he had memorized every word. The governor's words never left Pong. The box they had formed around his heart had settled in deep, and when he sat very still, he could hear them in the back of his mind. Those who are born in darkness always return. Even so, Pong grew and thrived at Wat Singh. And by the time four years had passed, he had stopped dreaming of the sea. He started to, he started to forget about the warden and the prison, and he convinced himself that he had been forgotten too.